It's Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, April 19th, year 2022. We are gathered together for another 7 p.m. broadcast. It will be a shorter one tonight because I have some music duties lined up in the other room. Um, But we should be able to get at least an hour and a half in. So here we are at 6.56 p.m. And man, oh man, do we have a dark dark evening of talk not that dark dark maga though you don't know what dark maga is oh it's the it's the latest it's the latest terrifying trend if you are a leftist you're going to have a terrifying evening tonight as you figure out that maga isn't going anywhere no it has only reshaped itself into something far darker and far more synth wave and there's nothing you can do to get away from it. The darkness that has coalesced around the MAGA movement is that it will shake you to your to your core. Shake you. Whatever genitals you have will be shaken completely off of you. You will have no genitals after that. Then you'll really be able to start from scratch. Uh, and uh, and we're going to be talking about a little bit more of the libs from t- TikTok thing. We talked. We actually played a lot of those. We played a lot of those those videos last night in our report of the world. We were doing a little bit of a mental checkup of the world gone mad. And then uh, this morning, this morning, uh, Libs from TikTok was all over the place again because one Taylor Lorenz, a crybaby from the Washington Post that, that complained that, that um, online trolls gave her PTSD, well, uh, she, she's going out there to pretty much, pretty much distract away from the certifiably insane behavior that is coming out of the new generation of leftists that people say is not really the, uh, the culture, uh, that there is, there is no evidence that children are being destroyed by the, the level of the, the kind of ideology and the philosophies that's driving everything from entertainment to education and beyond. No, 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 no. No, no, she had to go out there and find out who was behind an online aggregator of media that is being produced by the craziest elements of our society, voluntarily, voluntarily produced, unedited aggregation of the most insane shit you've ever seen in your life. Went after libs of TikTok, we'll talk about that, a little bit of doxing for equality here. And then what else do I have? Um, I don't know. I think that's just pretty. I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Bite off too much more than I can chew. Like that Texas burger that I had last night. I got really excited about going out and getting a Texas burger from the diner last night, which is a uh, a burger with with cheddar and onions and chili on it. Never had it before. Always saw it on the menu. I always thought that it would be just be a little bit too much, even though I like chili chili burgers but from a diner there's some, just something about it that made it seem like don't go near this frank and let me tell you i wish i didn't go near it i was watching the monday evening the monday evening uh movie night on quite frankly tv last night we aired um we played falling down i was so excited to see it 
Because, you know, the, the guys over there at the network, they're the ones that have all the movie picks. I have to send them a few over of my own picks now. Things that I want in rotation. But um, I was having a really great time watching Falling Down with everybody. And uh, I, I just wish that my stomach wasn't in knots. So I wish that went better for me. But I felt I felt all right. I got to listen to this storm, this hurricane come through town last night in the middle of the night. That was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoy rain. So that's the one good thing about the summer coming back around. We, yeah, we lose some time. We lose the darkness at night. Look, you see? It's light outside. So that some of that, that fall and winter coziness of this show kind of goes away. But then again, by the end of the show, it's usually dark anyhow. But, um, but that summertime means a lot of rainy nights. Thundery nights. That'll be cool. There's always a nice little trade-off here. But that's what we have going on for tonight's show. I want to thank my sponsor, SecretNatureCBD.com. Got a lot of people who have been reaching out. Those who uh, absolutely love all of our sponsors. Blue Monster Prep, of course. But um, there is a great, a great slice of the audience that has found uh, a good time with Secret Nature CBD. and has become part of their overall health supplementation whether you go to the CBD tinctures before bed or you know the the uh, the the pills or the oils and the the flour the pre-rolls whatever it is full spectrum CBD it has found its way into many people's lives it is all of the benefits of the cannabis flower all the benefits of the cannabis plant without that high, that debilitating sometimes high, which many of you have absolutely no interest in anymore or at all. Still, this is a really great way of giving your nervous system a good vacation. So go to secretnaturecbd.com, use promo code FRANKLY for 20% off anytime you use it, and you will not be disappointed. Not be disappointed at all. So... So, yes, tomorrow we have Adam Krigler's coming on the show. This is going to be great. I cannot wait. That is for our 420 show. Tomorrow is April 20th, speaking of Secret Nature CBD. And then on Thursday evening, Kathy O'Brien is on with us. Maybe on, on tomorrow night, maybe tomorrow night on the 20th, we will, we will re, re-air some of Kathy O'Brien's public speaking engagements so you know a little bit more. You can get refreshed on her story again. She's been telling her story and uh, in public, publishing her story for decades now. So I'd like to be able to get into more contemporary uh, discussions. And of course, wherever, the, wherever it all leads, it all leads. But don't want to get too caught up on all the basics. And there's plenty of basics for you to enjoy on your own at your own pace. All right. All right, a lot of different things going on. I added Sean from SGT Report in May, as well as Donald Jeffries is coming back on. Zach Voorhees, Google Whistleblower, will be coming on in May as well. Uh, Velez from Rogue News, that's his new spot, uh, May 9th. May 4th, I'm going in reverse. Ricky Verandez of the Ripple Effect uh, uh, podcast. These are all a lot of people who have been rescheduled because of the sickness I had. I will be on Zoso Dude's show on May 1st. I believe that's a Sunday evening. I'll do that one from home. Can't wait to hang out with Zoso Dude on his show on May 1st. Bill Barnes, as I told you, he's a reincarnation of uh, of Thomas um, 
Oh man, I always, oh, always Mick Andrews, Thomas Andrews, the designer, the arch, chief architect of the Titanic. I'll be telling you when he comes on on a Saturday evening special. That'll be good. Also, uh, April 29th. That's coming up soon. Next week. That's Lauren's birthday. I'll be taking that evening off. Just letting you all know. Um, and that's that. That's what I have for you right now. So I hope you're enjoying your trip with me through the internet. Wherever you may be at, share the show far and wide. You are my syndicators. That's why people can watch us live or on demand in every time zone on God's green earth. All right, into the grab bag we go. First one up is from the Daily Mail. Here we go. Flyers cheer and whip off masks as TSA stops enforcing mandate after court ruling. But flight attendants warn of more violence if, there, if there's confusion as airlines and airports get option to continue with the rule. The Flight Attendants Union has warned of more violence on flights due to inconsistent masking policies. Very, very simple. If you are a consumer, remember you live in a batshit crazy world and there is not one reality that is going to be consistent. When you are in the market for some airplane tickets, be very, very specific with your travel agent or if you if that's even a thing anymore or you go to call up JetBlue or United and you be very specific about what you're looking for a maskless flight be specific about it that's it don't be one of these neanderthals that's going to just uh uh you know assume never assume you live amongst nut jobs and many of them are the head of gigantic corporations that we unfortunately depend on at least for now uh, the flight attendants union warned the association of flight attendants CWA urged crew to offer clear communication and try to avoid additional confusion and chaos as a federal judge ruled to lift the CDC's mask mandate. You know what will be a problem that you won't be able to 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 really um, get around is that eventually, even though one airline over another are going to drop and abandon the mandates or make them optional, there's going to be a lot of butthurt people who still want to wear the masks that are just going to be walking around with sour grapes inside of this flying tube of toothpaste until somebody finally gives them the wrong look or somebody coughs, you know, somebody coughs without a mask on and then you'll hear, oh, this guy, you're going to hear the mumbling. You're going to be ready to hit people. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. You're not going to be able to completely take away the most obnoxious reality that the people around us have been mentally damaged in one way or another for the rest of their miserable lives. So just keep that in mind, too. You can hear a lot of scoffing and shit like that. That's when you should just cough louder and do a hawking sound. And just just say something like along the lines of, "Man, I feel feel real funny." Oh shit! I feel real funny all of a sudden. So there was this dist, uh, district uh, judge, Catherine Kimball Mizell. She was a Trump-appointed U.S. district judge. She's the one that actually said goodbye to it all. So there you go. Maybe one good thing to come from all of the judicial appointments. And here's the Sun from the Sun magazine tabloid. Scientists spot a strange and unexpected event or events that are going on on Neptune, 
the planet Neptune as the temperature fluctuates wildly. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Temperatures on Neptune appear to be rapidly changing, sparking confusion among scientists. That's right. Climate change on Neptune. I think what we need to do right now is put Greta Thunberg and all of her friends... We should take Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and all of her colleagues, put them into one of Jeff Bezos's cock rockets, and send them to Neptune, the where they are needed immediately. Because obviously, obviously, this goes far beyond our own planet. And all the unchecked pollution from here is now affecting Neptune. So we, we have to get them off the planet immediately get them into one of those cock rockets that um, Amazon has been building lately and send them over to Neptune. That'd be wonderful. Wonderful. There'll be a few other people I want to add to that list by the end of this evening. So let's just, let's just take it easy. Here's one of them. MSNBC Dandy and Nutbag Nutbag Malcolm Nance. Oh, I remember this guy. This is from the Gateway Pundit. That's why they're editorializing a little bit. I wish they wouldn't do that as much. Nutbag Malcolm Nance dresses in military gear and says he's fighting in Ukraine in new video. NBC Crackpot. See, I can call I should call him the Crackpot. They should stop doing that. Let me inject all of the derog- uh, the the derogative uh whatever. MSNBC crackpot Malcolm Nance is well known for his disgusting attacks on Trump and being completely ridiculous on most anything. The nutbag is also very hateful. Well, yes, we understand. And he's going on Joy Reid's show. On Monday night, this MSNBC dandy turned up on screen in military garb. Nance, Nance told MSNBC audience he's fighting the Russians with his brothers and sisters in Ukraine. Things got really weird. Malcolm is going to kick Russia's ass in Ukraine. He could have at least brought Alex Vindman with him. I know. I know. So that they can have some military leadership. Uh, twice offered the military or the, the, the military defense job over there here's a tweet from last night let's see if we can get this up and running here well as you know i spent quite a bit of time here in the pre-war period and when the invasion happened i had friends who were in donetsk who were in the ukrainian army what was he doing out there in the pre-war period why didn't he stop any of the uh any of any of the indiscriminate shelling and killing of children and women in the eastern uh the eastern part of the country why wasn't Malcolm Nance doing anything about it in the pre-war period? It wasn't war when it was just, you know, one side with all the guns and then little children getting destroyed. Who are writing to us and telling us, we're not going to survive tonight. We've been hit 500 times. Uh, you know, these are graduates at Defense Language Institute. These were my friends. And, you know, as the more I saw of the war going on, the more I thought, I'm done talking. All right? It's time to take action here. So uh, about a month ago, I joined the International uh, legion here in Ukraine, and I am here to help this country fight. You know what, essentially, is a war uh, of of its of ex- extermination. Right. So he he has a costume on out there. A lot of people have been have been commenting on the placement of the the rifle, wearing your rifle slung all the way around your neck because you don't know what it's for. Says Jack Posobiec. There's others who have pointed things out here too. 
Uh, and of course, you know, we've given billions of dollars to Zelensky now so he can get high and whatever else. Malcolm Nance goes out there. Oh, oh and also, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to pay your taxes because this was just reported uh, in about an hour before we went live that the Biden administration, so-called administration, is prepping another an additional $800 million weapons package for Ukraine. In addition, additional $800 million. So just keep paying your taxes, you dumb fucks. Myself included. The two checks I just sent off yesterday. I want to slit my throat. I want to slit my throat, I swear to God. So $800 million more they're preparing so that Malcolm, Malcolm Nance can, can show up and put on a party city costume and pretend that he's fighting the Russians. They continue. Uh, Stephen Lowell, here's a few comments from people who are observing the nuttiness on Twitter. Nobody slings a rifle like that, not even at rest. The devil really is in the details, says Stephen Lowell. And I wonder why, uh, why Joy Reid is even giving any attention to Ukraine anymore, because of course, there's mostly white people in that country, and, and there's so many countries right now that are, are being torn apart, you know, at the hands of the same CIA, by the way where there's far more black and brown people there. But I guess, you know, even Joy Reid has masters. Let's keep going. More reaction. This is from Thick Boy. <laughs> Thick Boy Q says, Fake. Malcolm Nance is a fake. The mag is not, uh, is not even seated in the mag well, and all of his kit is empty. This is a whole new level of simping for Ukraine. So that's like I said, party city, party city. That's what this is all about. And if you don't believe it, then you are a uh, an unfortunate victim of Russian propaganda. So don't be an unfortunate victim of Russian propaganda. But pay your taxes. Pay your taxes because we have to keep we have to keep sending sending a lot of money over to people who give not a fuck about us. In fact, they hate our guts. But we're suckers. We're suckers. You can hate a sucker and still take advantage of them. That's what makes them a sucker. All right, we'll be right back. 714, thank you for joining me. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. (laughs) You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Ding, ding. 
Oh, by the way, welcome to the show. I saw the video. <laughs> I saw the video on, on BitChute. It was a three-minute long video that proves that I am um, I'm a part of the, uh, I guess, the, the satanic sect of free, Freemasonry. Uh, the one where me and BCP that Abe told me about in the middle of last night's show, they put it in the rotation last night. Oh, I have that saved. I have that saved, and it's only three minutes long, so we will do a, we will watch it together at some point, maybe on a Friday night when Matt is in next, because I think that he would be really interested in this. It's hilarious. It's, it's truly hilarious. And I hope that it was done seriously, because then that makes it even funnier. But uh, we'll do that some of the time, hopefully this Friday, because I would feel like a million bucks if we can sit back, relax, and jump into that stupid bullshit together. So, welcome to the show. It is, the pre-show is over, and now here we are, whole-assing it. Nice whole-assing, no more half-assing. Send the show out, the link out, to anybody and anybody and everyone and every nun. Get it out there. I'd love to have them here for the first time. If this is your first time, welcome. Let's go. Last night, we did a little bit of a progress report, a mental health checkup. Of course, the world, especially the United States, failed miserably. But tonight, I want to go on over to, of course, the source, what we know is a huge source of mentally ill in this country, and that is white women on the progressive left insanely unwell people insanely unwell and when you put them in media then you 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 can watch the 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 unaccountability the unaccountability for their actions just run wild it's never their fault of course ever nothing ever is their fault cry bully activist journalist Taylor Lorenz, Dox's libs of TikTok creator, goes to the homes of her family members, because that is journalism. Cry bully, activist, and Washington Post journalist Taylor Lorenz is doxing the creator of a popular libs of TikTok Twitter account and went to the homes of private citizens' relatives as a part of her harassment campaign. Hey, listen, they did the same thing to people who made $25 donations to the, the, the freedom convoys up in, in Canada and stuff like that. They went around, you, you're talking about pittances. You're talking about change that you can find sometimes between the cushions of your living room couch, between the love seat uh, cushions. And they went to make sure that they knocked, did their due diligence as journalists, because there's nothing else to cover out there. Nothing else to cover. It's always a suppression campaign, and we'll get around to what this really is, because whether or not it's doxing, I mean, it's, you can really find anything on anybody these days. Any, I know that libs of TikTok has pretty much kept them their identity but away from the public, but, I mean, you can find them for sure. You can find anybody. The real idea here is that they know these crazy witches, crazy, mentally ill witch women, all right, the, especially the media, the, the media uh, cult, the ladies in the media, including people like uh, Brian Stelter. It's the sisterhood of the traveling pants over here. 
they understand that anybody can be can be found. There's an old, I think, believe a, an old Japanese proverb that says the nail that sticks up shall be hammered down. And they just wait for nails to stick up. And any little person that says anything that they don't like on the Internet, they look for people to make examples of, especially those who cause them a lot of problems. All right. And all they do is they take the collective power of their respective outlets and they put it they shine that light on one person or one small group or another and they and, and they just try to bring all of those it's like it's almost like throwing chum into the waters of piranha infested waters and you're throwing that chum into the waters knowing that you have just the right meat just the right blood type that you have thrown into the water for all of your leftist crazy piranha friends. That's just really what it is. It's not a matter of people's lives are really private and only journalists know how to get, get the information where people live and all that stuff. It's just about this is how they believe that they can fight the war. By taking people and giving them more attention than they ever thought that they would ever get because they understand that those that they cater to are nuts and will go ravenous on their behalf while they sit back and weep. They weep. They weep when they get trolls. They weep. This bitch claimed that she got PTSD from mean tweets on Twitter. All right? This is why there is no more dislike button on, on, on uh, YouTube, although that's mostly because nobody likes Joe Biden and nobody watches any of his streams, and those who do show up are just people who hate him and want to downvote it. And then this is the other reason why that places like Twitter made sure that they have, they have these options for people like Taylor Lorenz to make sure that only those that she follows back is ever able to comment on any of her threads. Now, you can still tweet at her and you know retweet and tag them and all that stuff but it's a lot less intimate it's a lot easier to hide people that you don't want being around because it's all about that echo chamber now they continue here's Glenn, Glenn Greenwald was on this <sighs> it's just so close together I don't know how I'm what I'm going to do to be able to stop doing that got to figure it out someday Glenn Greenwald said the following Taylor Lorenz is about to expose put that in quotations, the private citizen behind some anonymous account on Twitter, and then people criticize her for it. She and her friends will claim Taylor is the real victim, and anyone criticizing this type of journalism will be guilty of causing her trauma. Of course, that's that's what will happen. During the interview... Lorenz sobbed uncontrollably that she claimed she had been considered she had considered suicide due to severe PTSD from mean tweets directed at her. Here she goes. I've had to remove every single social tie. I had severe PTSD from this. I I contemplated suicide. It got really bad. But then pumpkin spice season showed up. And she realized there's more than enough reason to live. Because then I like like September rolls around, you realize that everything is pumpkin-y. And it's just so cute. You walk around with your Uggs, with your sweaty feet. I just love feeling my sweaty feet sloshing around inside of my Uggs while I'm sipping on my pumpkin. I feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the Internet to destroy your life. Right. Well, you're worthless, so who gives, who gives a fuck? Okay. Now, this, I, this is not even really even about her, okay? It's her story. 
but I don't give a shit about her. It's more so why this method is employed time and time again. I don't care who the hell does it. Just so happens that this Taylor girl is, uh, this is just part of her shtick to, to light a firecracker and then just hold it until it blows up and then blame the firecracker uh, factory for what, uh, what you did to yourself. But this is it. Your average unaccountable mentally ill woman acts on impulse, completely self-aggrandizing, and then when anyone outside of her little sisterhood criticizes her stupid endeavors and she goes, you know, cries about PTSD. And this is across the board what's going on here. And she went and hunted down the family. Say, well, she not hunted. Well, yeah, she went and sought out the family of a libs of TikTok account. She thought it was a good idea. And why? That's the question. Regardless of whether it's her or anybody else or whether it's libs of TikTok or Andy No, he's another one out there who does similar things, although he, he doesn't make any qualms about who he is and why he does what he does. It's just out there. Did libs of TikTok pretend to be a crazy elementary school teacher? Is it parody account? Uh, are, are they making caricatures and, and, and parodies of people out there? No, no. Libs of TikTok simply reposts videos, repost videos. You see, it's inherently, they, they say it's anti-LGBT, anti-trans, all the antis, all the antis. It's probably anti-Semitic as well, too. God knows. They say everything, it's, in, it's inherently L, anti-LGBT to repost videos of their ravings to larger general audiences because of course their online ravings are certifiably insane if not criminally insane especially when you think about um the nature of what they're talking about they're talking about their classroom antics how how really all the focus is on how to twist children's minds into such pretzels that they are they're not able to 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 determine what direction is up or down after a few years, that they're all so confused about the basic tenets of life that now we're seeing that 27%, 27% of the next generation believe that they are non-binary, 27%. That's completely nurtured. So I'm saying, we were talking about it last night, there's a lot in last night's show that is applicable to tonight, that these social conditions that are being uh, implemented by people like this and who are, and here is, here's the cleanup crew, Taylor Lorenz comes in to make sure that those who are, put, who are putting the, uh, the limelight where it should be, where any kind of a sane society would want the limelight put just so that they can go there and clean up the real problem. No, they go and make sure that everybody is distracted away from, but I don't think that that's really happening. There's a lot of people, I heard that uh, Disney is being flooded, flooded with negative feedback. People are waking up. People don't like it. It doesn't make our situation any better, but at least it's easier. It's easier to know that more and more people see for this for what it is. And I'm so happy that these bipolar creep journalists are defending this behavior because that's the other thing that's going on right now. They're defending this behavior as like common practice. And I love it. I'll tell you why in a second. Tim Poole put this out there. He actually said that the original, 
The original article from Taylor Lorenz included a link to Libs of TikTok's private work details and address, a full-on docs. An updated version on WAPO removed the link, which uh, will not, I will not post here. And uh, An account in search of a voice and a big break from Joe Rogan. Chaya was her name. I think it lives at TikTok. Working as a real estate salesperson in Brooklyn uh, in early November 2020. And, and this, is, this is journalism. And you have to wonder yourself, why? Why is it? Why is it? Because this is the only... Uh, this is the only thing that really you can do if you're in the media now. You can't go cover anything honestly. You can't go cover the Biden administration honestly. It's a bloodbath. It, it, it never had the makings of anything but. You can't go and cover, um, I mean, I guess you can just keep regurgitating Ukraine and make sure that everybody here, every moron in the United States uh, that, that still takes you uh, seriously goes out there and, and, and waves your Ukrainian flags, even though it is more and more un, unsightly for you to even display a, an American flag. It's more and more unsightly for a person to display an American flag here in the United States. But you are the measure of whether or not you're a good person is if you just do what the people who scared the shit out of you the last couple of years over COVID are now telling you to do over Ukraine. You are such a moron if you fell for this. I swear to God. But um, but this is it. And then you get people like this. I don't know this this kept simple guy. His name is Mark. He's a simpleton, of course. Uh, and here comes the here comes the these the snarky bullshit. It's getting to the point that you can't even incite a pogrom against queer teachers without someone revealing the name that appears in public documents related to the licensing of your personal brand. Hmm. No. Oh. Uh, the the snarky nonsense here. Inciting a pogrom against queer teachers. If that pogrom in, involves mass firings. That would be great because they shouldn't be. What we are seeing should not be employed. The people that we played last night on the air should not be employed. And that has nothing to do with the fact that they're gay in their private lives. Okay? It's because they're they're talking about injecting recreational sex programming into children sometimes younger than kindergarten. And then, then they hide behind, oh, you're anti-gay. No, it's totally not anti-gay. They're just going after every queer teacher in the United States. No, it's not. Because you know what? I'm, I'm sure that there are plenty of gay or lesbian teachers in the United States who think what's going on is absolutely abhorrent. So, again, they believe, they constantly believe that they are speaking for all people. All people of one demographic or another, and anyone in that demographic that doesn't see the world the way that they do, is some kind of a unfortunate victim of propaganda. Unfortunate victim of propaganda who works against their own interests. And, and then, of course, needs to be cut off from the herd, if not brought back in to be re-educated or something. So that's why I love, I, I really do love these, the, the creep journalists, the bipolars that are defending this kind of behavior as being commonplace, to go out there and obsess over those who are merely retweeting. I mean, you're, you're talking about just putting things out there that was already there. I saw people say things like, oh, you ever hear of metadata? Or, I mean, you can find anyone on the internet. 
Uh, or another one about libs of TikTok. Oh, she docks herself when she released that video and everyone was able to piece together their surroundings. And the more, the more that they try to explain how uncontroversial of a situation this is, that, that journalists could be so, I, I, I don't know, so detached from any kind of a real task, any kind of a real calling, any kind of a real mission or objective in life, that this could be something that would be normal. That you can have journalists going from door to door in places, in, in obscure places, parts of the country, because they were able to find through a leak that one person or another donated $25 or less to a freedom convoy in Canada. And they wanted to make sure that their local community knew that there was somebody funding terrorism living next door. That's what, and, and that's what they want to do. So the more that they try to explain how uncontroversial this is, the more psycho stalker that they lo- they look. And I love that. I love that. I'd, I'd rather they expose themselves. Matter of fact is this. The psycho stalkers use their positions in places like the Washington Post and all of their underling blogs to thrust perceived enemies, enemies of the state, their state, their mental state. We are all enemies of their mental state. And these easily, uh, these easily found names and addresses are just, just so happen to be neatly packaged for the recreational purposes of the insane that still follow them. That's it. This is all recreational. You know, the identity of the person behind libs of TikTok really is the most inconsequential question related to matters of the Internet these days. But again, because the only thing that people like Andy know or libs of TikTok do does the only thing that they do is share unedited videos of liberals in their natural state of debauchery that's all they do we're talking about behavior that cannot be justified and should not be justified and in many cases criminally or criminal to ignore what they're admitting to what they're admitting to rolling out inside of elementary school classrooms should be criminal to ignore and that's what this is all about. But if, uh, you know, people actually believe this shit or believe uh, Malcolm Nance being a, a commando all of a sudden out there in, in Ukraine, wait until they hear about the rise of Dark MAGA. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Dark MAGA. Okay? And, and I want to thank Real Al Gorbachev or Gorbachev for the thumbnail that he created for tonight's show. I, I really love that thumbnail tweeted it at me today, and I I thought it was fantastic. What is Dark MAGA? Well, another, another ceiling-busting woman journalist, Julia Carbonaro, who made sure all of her tweets are private. She wrote something for Newsweek that needs to just, it needs to be out there. What is Dark MAGA? Julia Carbonaro has, has the answer for you. A small fringe. Uh Uh-oh. I better get this out. Here we go. Small. Small fringe. A small fringe. Small fringe. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm sure that this is how Julia... Is that her name? What's her name again? Julia. Disgraziado. 
I'm sure that's how she intended it to be read by all the n the nut jobs out there. A small fringe of Donald Trump supporters is calling for the former president. I better put some scary music on. Here we go. Okay, a small fringe of Donald Trump supporters is calling for the former president to get back on the highest stage of U.S. politics with a vengeance, with the motto, Dark. What? Dark, Dark MAGA. Maybe this one. Dark MAGA. More of a meme than a political slogan, Dark MAGA is a post-alt-right aesthetic that promotes an authoritarian version of Trump in dystopian Terminator-like Im images. <laughs> oh, I hope this gets huge. <laughs> a post-alt-right. We have gone beyond alt-right, ladies and gentlemen. We're already beyond it. If you were to ask 9 out of 10 people, or if you were to ask 10 people, I should say, what the alt-right is, I would be surprised if you don't get at least nine different answers. But we are already beyond alt-right. It's the post-alt-right world, of course. Terminator-like images. In some, the Trump Tower is painted entirely in black, and the former president is seen piercing through the screen with blue laser eyes. The hashtag first appeared on Twitter on January 21st, and it has become increasingly popular by March. It can now be found in thousands of memes on Telegram and TikTok as well. The aesthetics of the movement are easily recognizable. Images edited in red and black, or red and blue, featuring people with blue laser eyes, often holding weapons or standing in front of neo-Nazi symbols. Dark MAGA supporters are calling for a ruthless, unforgiving version of Trump to take revenge on his political enemies at the 2024 election. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> the, though the movement hasn't been recognized or endorsed by Trump in any form, they just have to get that out of the way. The former president hasn't yet even formally confirmed whether he'll run for president in 2024. In the description of the Dark MAGA hashtag, a creator, as described by the Global Network on Extremism and Technology, Dark MAGA represents Napoleon being exiled and then raising a fucking army to attack Europe to attack the elites. Yeah, you remember, you remember when Napoleon was, uh, was forced out through a sham election? Dark MAGA, dark, dark MAGA is the aesthetic demand that Trump, uh, that Trump embraces a hard, or, or demand that Trump embrace a harder, more focused approach to the role only he can fill. He was too kind-hearted, too forgiving. Dark MAGA demands that he learn from his mistakes write another writes another twitter user hold on i gotta see this picture 
Why the hell is there no... Where's the pictures? Let me see. Give me... Oh, there it is. <laughs> this is a great aesthetic. This is fantastic. <laughs> oh, we could only hope, right? <laughs> the hunt is on. Oh, gosh. Let's keep going. No, oh, whoops. But not being able to distinguish what it's I what's ironic from what's serious in Dark MAGA is exactly within the strategy of how the movement hopes to gather mainstream attention. Oh, Julia, you're so pathetic. You're so pathetic. Enjoy your lattes. The whole point of something like Dark MAGA is that it's over the top, it's melodramatic, it's a bit ridiculous, it's Trump highlighted in red with blue laser eyes, and the bit that they are doing is to create that ridiculous aesthetic as a way of attracting attention. Of course, it, it, it attracts it, and it gets, people's, it gets people's spirits up. It could only be taken lightheartedly. You know, you remember, you remember how much time they spent talking about how uh, we would refer to uh, Trump as the God Emperor? They refer to him as God Emperor. These people are nuts. These people are nuts, God Emperor. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Well, that's because you're a retard. I'm sorry to tell you. We're going to send Julia Carbonero over there. To uh, to research just how bad your your how bad your your situation is. She's probably a doctor as well. Oh, here's a new the new new uh, section over here. The long shadow. The long shadow of January sixth. I wonder if she's talking about the shadow that leads right to the offices of the FBI. Dark MAGA, according to Alice E. Marwick, Assistant Professor, Department of Communications and Faculty Affiliate at the Center for Media Law and Policy at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. What a horrible title that is. Is an evolution, Dark MAGA is, it's an evolution of the feeling of disappointment and disenfranchisement many Trump supporters have felt after the 2020 election. There's a certain group of people who were very disappointed with the 2020 election, and there's a sense that what is precipitated, that what precipitated the attacks on the Capitol on January 6th, it was because it was multiple, it was multiple attacks, don't you know, uh, is the idea that the election has been stolen, a message that was primed by mainstream Republicans for months leading up to the election, Marwick said. I spent a lot of time in far-right groups online, and there's an increased sense of persecution there. There's an increased sense of urgency, she adds. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's it actually, no. There's a little bit more of the clown pill. There's a little bit more of the clown pill. Because we may be far beyond the, the threshold. Far beyond the threshold of ever going back. Ever going back. Uh... Uh, there are several things I can say right now to uh, use as evidence for our being so far beyond. Now, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to throw it out there. I'm not going to do it just yet. Not tonight. Not on YouTube. There's an increased sense of anger about things like Black Lives Matter protests of 2020, COVID lockdowns, and COVID restrictions. Yeah, I know. I I, I, they are they they there and there should be because the protests were not protests 
they were they were corporate sponsored riots, corporate sponsored riots, terror campaigns, a Tet offensive across the country that were not that were not t- in the middle of a COVID lockdown where everybody else everybody else was putting on clown costumes and beekeeper costumes beekeeper suits to go out there and beg somebody to let them into a Whole Foods so they can buy a uh, a bunch of bananas. We're all staying inside of our houses like good dogs, spraying down our bananas with uh, thieves thieves spray. But you got people out there uh, burning down structures around the White House, and it, it it doesn't even get the dignity of being called a terrorist attack. So yeah, yeah, there's an increased sense of anger about things like that. I think in many communities there's been a cementing of ideas that the Biden regime or the left in general are engaging in these widespread conspiracies to sort of suppress the truth or suppress the Trump regime, suppress the opinions of conservatives and suppress conservative action, which of course is exactly what is going on. And, and, and this is what Newsweek and people like Julia Carbonero offer themselves and their services up to, to, to have these discerning professors these discerning professors come in and really try to understand the other side. I think, I think they believe it's this and that, that. This is gaslighting, of course. This is gaslighting. You are, you are seeing reality for exactly what it is. It's affecting you in one way or another in very legitimate ways. Okay? I mean, I, I wouldn't say that it's, uh, it's a little bit more a sense of anger. At this point, it's really pretty much a sense of acceptance. We know that the country is in complete control, is completely controlled by crazy, crazy people. The Black Lives Matter contingents are nothing. That's nothing. Those are just a bunch of disaffected children and adults who have been groomed, groomed, again, by those who actually control the power and the influence in this country, the legal spheres, the medical spheres, all of the all of the halls of government and then of course all the unaccounted for NGOs and people the defense contractors and the spies and all that shit those are the people who are really moving and shaking things the black lives matter i mean those are just wind up toys those are just wind up toys they have turned a legion a legion of human beings into wind up toys where they just pick them up wind them up set them down in one direction they say go ahead burn burn it on down and one day, when they have outlived their usefulness, then they'll, uh, they'll start realizing, oh, shit. Oh, maybe they will. Hopefully they will. At least I, I hope that there's just some, some clarity at some point before we all start feeling the flamethrower. But this is what people like Julia Carbonero do. They give, um, they give a platform to gaslighters like Alice E. Marwick, assistant professor in the Department of Communication and Faculty Affiliate at the Center of Media and Law and Policy at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Oh, she's so important. So important. That's the assistant professor. Imagine when she goes to full-on prof. So I'm not going to read any more about this, but this is great. I love this picture right here, too. Back in my day, we were taught about Sodom and Gomorrah. Now they want to preach sodomy and gonorrhea. And there's a, uh, a picture of Trump <laughs> holding the Bible with the, blue, the piercing blue eyes. Well, enjoy yourself. Now you know that dark MAGA is on the rise. At least you can see it coming.
I went into Julia Carbonaro's recently uh, published pieces on Newsweek, and of course, she published this yesterday, no, no today, at 5.44 a.m., what is Dark MAGA? Holy hell. She must get paid like $200 an article or something like that because they all came out starting around 5 o'clock in the morning. The first one that she published today is video of Bunny interrupting Joe Biden viewed 5 million times. Good job, Julia. Making mommy and daddy proud. What is Dark MAGA? 44 minutes later, Trump supporters attempt to rebrand for 2024. That's at 5.44 a.m. Then at 7.30 a.m. today, why Taylor Lorenz's libs of TikTok expose has outraged conservatives. So now you come on in to have Julia tell you exactly exactly why conservatives are just, just being completely out of their minds, of course. Shortly after that, 27 minutes later, New York power outage, over 170,000 affected by winter storm. That's upstate New York. And then about an hour after that, who is the woman, uh, this Chaya woman, the woman allegedly behind libs of TikTok? So there you go. There's Julia throwing, throwing her expertise into the, um, into the pool. I have to create a, a profile of, of the mastermind behind a, a, an account that had such a simple concept where none of the work had to be done by the actual creator, where all you had to do is syndicate what cra- the craziest elements of our liberal society today are voluntarily giving over to the internet in very public ways. They're trying to bring together a psychological profile of a person who thought that it would probably be breathtaking to have all of these crazy, criminally insane people in one place. Now we we need the psychological profile of libs of TikTok, right? Right. This is not about libs of TikTok, as many of you already know. Okay, okay, all right. So now you know about Dark MAGA and the rest of the crazy sisterhood of the traveling pants in the media. (laughs) What are we going to do? Well, I'm going to take a really quick break is what we're going to do. When we come back, I'm going to spend whatever time I have left on your super chats, a couple of your calls, and then out the door I go. All right? Thank you guys and gals so much for the company this evening. We will be right back. Be well. Welcome to Intermission. We'll we'll be right back.
entering. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Quite frankly in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? So we have some good stuff coming up the rest of the week. I cannot wait. I haven't figured out what I want to speak about. Hey, anything you guys and gals would like to hear me and Adam Krigler talk about tomorrow? I have to do our doppelganger evening. That was going to be my Friday night, April 8th. Uh, the doppelganger story. Uh, and all of your doppelganger. You can still put your stories in there. If you ever had an inter, any kind of interaction with a doppelganger. Whether it would be yours, somebody thought you were somebody else, or you came face-to-face -face with your own. Anything. Have you ever been able to create a doppelganger? I know that there are some of you out there who have some really interesting stories, and I want to get to the bottom of them. And, and, and most importantly, what am I eating tonight? So, okay, let's go to the Super Chats, shall we? Let's see here. Number one, Dark Maga Pepe. Dark Maga Pepe says, Happy Patriots Day, Frank and Franklies, and happy anniversary of Paul Revere's ride tonight. Yes. Yes. Isn't it Lexington and Concord? When was Lexington and Concord? Isn't that April 19th? 1775? Thank you, Dark Maga Pepe. Doc Keck, 19 minutes ago, says, uh, Gonzalo Lira was right. Any current MSM journalist is not for freedom of press. Uh, they are nothing more than robotic writers that, um, enacting their role of Praetorian, uh, Praetorian system pig guarding, yeah, that's it, the Praetorian guard media. I love that, that phrase. The globalist liberal world order narrative. All to our demise. Yes. Well, they believe that they're going to have a seat at the table in the new world. Not going to be. There is not going to be no, no, no comfy cozying up in your, in your, your living room, your high-rise apartment, with your. That's it. That, 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 that's what these these women live for. They live for their keyboard. And just they just think that they're they're giving the world what's in their head needs to get out. The world needs it. And then they get paid for it. And they get to go buy shoes. 
Captain Cast Iron says, Happy Tuesday, Frank. In reference to Lorenz, does the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, exist anymore? I wonder, I want to come, uh, I wonder what, uh, what combat vets think about her PTSD. Laughable. Well, the whole point here is, sticks and stones won't break your bones. Oh, they will break your bones. Sticks and stones will break your bones, and she's going to tell you where to throw them. <laughs> That's what it is. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but I will tell uh, a, 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 a drooling mob of creeps and sexual uh, predator enablers just where to throw their stones. That's what it's all about. And while she does so, she'll cry as if she's the victim. Crying out in pain as they stab you, not even in the back, right through the sternum. And Magical Trevor says, make no mistake, this wasn't journalism. Taylor got Libs of TikTok's real name from an employee at Twitter. What? Hold on. Let me see. Let's see here. Conservomatic says, so Travis Brown thinks it's okay to keep to be a creeper and stalk people. He thinks giving out an anonymous account's real name is okay because he's actually trash. This is the guy that helped Taylor Lorenz write her story about libs of TikTok and he deserves uh, he deserves uh, just as much criticism. Travis Brown, update. I found deleted tweets in which libs of t- uh, TikTok, this Chaya woman, Claimed to have participated in the January 6th insurrection. Travis Brown. Wait, didn't we didn't we talk about this Travis Brown character once before? Works for Twitter. Oh, there you are. Oh, there you are. Assistant Director of Research and Development, Travis Brown. Assistant Director of Research and Development. He holds an MA in English from the University of Texas in Austin. Oh, God. Oh, God. Just such shitty people. What shitty people? Jesse James, glad to hear you're back in the captain's chair. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you so much. I hope you're well as... as well. Um... And then from last night, I didn't see this. Captain Cassiron says, nice shirt, Frank. Thank you. You're talking about my, my, um, my plaid, my button down. It was very comfy. All right, moving on to Rumble. Rumble, everybody's just having a good time, doing their thing. No Rumble rants that I can see. On to Rockfin. Patriot Angie for Liberty says, Frank, you sound and look great. Thank you. Thank you. Feels great to feels good to feel good. <laughs> Thank God you are better. Love when you get to play music outside of YouTube. It takes me back to all the goodies. Even though I'm about ten years your elder, love the deep modulation. Hee <laughs> hee. Uh, best wishes to you and yours. Thank you, Angie. And we're not we're we're on Twitter we're on YouTube tonight, so. There's still a lot of great music I can play, even if I'm on, but uh, it really is no holds barred when I'm off. And eventually there will be a day where I'm either kicked off for another one to two weeks, or the whole thing goes away once, uh, you know, Julia Carbonero finds out about my YouTube account and then starts, um, starts making sure that everybody 
everybody uh, destroys me. That'll be her greatest achievement. Outside of writing about the power outages in up upstate New York, of course. Here we go. On the foxhole, Paul Thaddeus says, Frank, thank you so much, Paul. And by the way, for everybody out there who supports this show, I know many of you are still on Patreon. I invite you to move over to, to Subscribestar. There's plenty of ways that you can... There's a lot of... Uh, a lot of tiers in there that I set up just just because tiers that don't really have any uh, perks attached to it aside from follow backs and of course anybody that becomes a monthly sponsor of the show is able to watch us uh, I haven't done a, a Sunday stream in, in two weeks of course but we'll get back to those that's just for the the monthly subscribers but try to get on to subscribe star or directly through quite frankly TV because uh, eventually they're gonna come Knives, bearing knives for all of us. Paul9363 says, Not sure if my vote counts, but I am planning to vote here in Illinois. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad, Paul. Make a difference out there, my friend. Zeta Nan sent over some, uh, some nice emojis. C. Blanche, thank you. Secret Weapon, happy Patriot's Day, Frank. Thank you, Secret. Judy the Lady Pug, thank you for the cookie. Cautious Observer says, don't catch you live much these days. Love you, Frank. No Cuomo. Yes, no Cuomo, indeed. And things have not gotten better. Linda Loves says, happy 420 Eve. Oh, oh, 420 Eve. It's like, who the hell's Eve? Must be shouting out her friend Eve. No, I am not high. But happy 420 Eve, indeed. You know whose birthday it is tomorrow? Adolf Hitler. It's going to be a very touch-and-go day tomorrow. The entire world is going to be on edge. Um, I, I, if I weren't on, on YouTube, I maybe I'll just play that, that Norm MacDonald MacDonald bit anyway. <laughs> Hold the fort! Oh, boy. Thank you, Sean Joe. All right. All right. It is 8.01. have a few moments here before the uh, the band walks on through the door, so I want to take some calls. 914-595-6953. What is going on with you? How are you seeing things in the world today? You can call in through Skype, or you can call in through the Discord. I am sitting in Discord right now. We have the remote viewer line that is also live. So if you're watching and you have been remote viewing and going around the world and trying to take a look at what's happening in certain different parts of the world through remote viewing, tell us if you've seen anything that we need to know about Subido. Need it. Need it, need it, need it. Other than that, I am here for whatever. 914-595-6953. Go ahead and let me have it. Now, on the uh, on the, the headline side of things, what else are we looking at here? Streaming, bleeding, Netflix loses subs. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. DeSantis says lawmakers will consider, consider stripping Disney of self-governing power. Conservatives want to cancel Magic Kingdom. It's not the first time. <laughs> Those wily conservatives. Let's take a call from Hillbilly Jimmy. Hillbilly, how are you? 
<laughs> hey, Frank, man, I'm glad to, that I got a hold of you. Great to be, great to I'm be here fine. with you. fine. How are you? All right. All right. What's on your mind? All right. Hey, I've been thinking, you know, they got cameras everywhere. Everywhere there's cameras. But I was thinking of all the things off the top of my head where the cameras didn't work. Like, like uh, the Vegas, uh, at the Manalee Bay Hotel. Yeah, the cameras weren't working. The the New York City suicide. The New York City uh, <laughs> the the subway uh, bomber or whatever. Yes. not too long ago. Yeah, which we're not talking about. Plane crashing into the which we're not talking about anymore. The Pentagon, and it's completely out of the way. By the way, we're not even talking yeah. about the um, the guy from from New York City anymore. That Frank James guy. Yeah, no more. Yeah, but the cameras weren't working at the Capitol building. <laughs> Oh, those cameras were but working. Now they're coming out. Yeah, those cameras were yeah. working. They just put that under lock well, and key. Now showing them too. <laughs> but the the uh, Florida school, remember the Florida school with the David Hogg? None of the, the cameras in the school weren't working that day. Well, your point is taken. Your your point's being taken there, Hillbilly yeah. Jimmy. There seems to be a lot of problems with with cameras out there, and whenever cameras do yeah, work, we need to just get rid of them all. Or turn them the fuck on. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what I would actually go with at this point. Thanks for the call, Jimmy. I don't know. What what would you go with, ladies and gentlemen? Would you go with them all just give me all being turned off? Or would you just like to see what the hell they're being, what's, what's being captured? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, speaking of some other funny things, I got to show this to you. I got to show this to you. Somebody did an incredible breakdown, a side-by-side of Emmanuel Macron from from France, putting him side-by-side with Steve Carell, Michael Scott from The Office. And it's really incredible. I, I never looked at Emmanuel Macron like this before, but he is Michael Scott. So we're going to get to that in just a second. Let me take one more call. 712, you're on the air. What's going on? 712. 712-1-Gone. I hope that we aren't overloaded over here. We'll wait until somebody else comes in. Take a look at this. One David Mosquera put this thread together, which is just incredible. First, you have Michael Scott on the left, who got his gold medal right after he bought his uh, condo in season two. This is a, the Office Olympics episode. And in fact, me and Lauren were just watching this episode last night. It came on. Well, here is Emmanuel Macron with his gold medal. Medal, Of course, he got a gold medal for sucking. Moving on. This is the episode where, uh, where Michael Scott is, is downstairs. He's having a meeting with all the, uh, the, the, uh, the workers in the warehouse. And they... They start having a meeting about unionizing and things. It, it gets away from him. They all start talking about unionizing all of a sudden, and he tries to he tries to you know be manly with them and <laughs> and by unbuttoning a few buttons too much on his shirt, revealing a hairy chest. Well, here's Manuel Macron looking like a fucking werewolf. Gross. Hell's wrong with you? Button your damn shirt up. Here is a. Uh, 
Michael Scott. <laughs> Michael Scott at a which one was this? I think this was at the the dinner party. The dinner party, and he goes and he smells the the wine to determine that it's a white. This is a white. And there, 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 of course, is the very classy Macron sticking his snout inside of the uh, the drink that he's drinking there, too. Looks like. Looks like a little bit of white wine. Some Chardonnay, perhaps. Here's more. It's incredible how they really just match up, looking a little distressed. Here they are both using cell phones. Of course, nobody else has ever used cell phones. This is a great one. Here's Michael Scott taking a picture with his old boss, Ed Truck, who would later get decapitated. Uh, There's Michael Scott with his old boss, Ed Truck, completely outmatched, outwitted, perfectly awkward. And then here is Macron shaking the hand of the God Emperor himself. (laughs) Donald Trump, (laughs) completely dominated. Uh, both trying to be athletic men of their times, playing basketball. Of course, Macron making a fool out of himself. Uh, here's Scott, uh, Michael Scott with Scott's Tots. Scott's Tots episode. That is another exceptionally awkward episode. I love that episode now. I used to skip it all the time. And there is uh, Macron taking a picture with the youth of Africa. Or probably the new Parisians, who knows. Look, it just really is incredible. You have this man, oh, date Mike, nice to meet me. Creepy, creepy. And Jan, oh, no, no, you can't do that. I would not compare Holly to E.T. Macron's wife looks like E.T., you know you know, in, in E.T. when he's inside the, the bedroom with... Uh, with Elliot and Gertie and all that stuff, and they they put they put the the wig on, on uh, on ET and just waddles around with the the, the wig on, kind of looks like one of my great aunts. Well, that, that's what Macron's wife looks like, and um, and Holly's a lot better temperament than Macron's wife. Didn't Macron's wife threaten to 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 sue everybody that was saying that she was really a, a man or something like that? Which I don't. I mean, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't put it past any woman to, to to file a libel suit or slander suit against anybody that is going to play that game. I don't necessarily I don't necessarily wait for opportunities to talk about. Oh, that, that's definitely a man. Apparent, according to most people on the right, every woman on the left is really a man, which is kind of ridiculous. I mean, there's plenty of women out there that don't necessarily look the most feminine. It doesn't mean that they're men or that they were switched at birth or anything like that. But um, I, I never actually saw that with, with Macron's wife. I just thought that she looked like E.T. with the wig on. But I'm getting off topic. What was the topic? I don't know. One more minute left. Give me a call. Maybe you can get on to talk with me. 914-595-6953 would be wonderful for a little company here at the very end. And um, But if not... Maybe it's just better to skip out while you're on top. So that's what we'll do. Tomorrow is another day, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh, look who's jumping in now. Let me see if uh, let me see what Albert Frederick has to say. It's been a long time since we heard from this guy. Hey, Al. Three. 
Al? Hello? Make your statement, Al. I'm talking right now. I hear you. Apparently you can't hear me. I hear you. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's great to have you back. Oh, fantastic. I just wanted to check in. I I like to check in every now and then, make sure this is still real life, and, uh, you know, glad to have you back. I sit down and I, I, I ponder sometimes. I don't even know how long I've been listening to you, Frank, but it's like you're like a virus almost. I'm, I'm starting to think you're COVID because I've had it for so long, you know? I think that everybody that comes in here kind of gets that, and if they don't, well, welcome. Um, <laughs> well, what does that say about uh, the treatment? I mean, how do you, how do you treat this? Well, you can't treat it because it's not real, you know? Gotcha. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a disease of the mind, or actually maybe a healing of the mind is what I would say. But, so, so you don't believe, so yeah, when, when all of the, uh, all of the, 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 the uh, presentations went around last week about the snake venom, you didn't, you didn't think that that was anything to pay uh, any mind to? What did you think about that? I don't know. You know, there's, there's, I mean, realistically, you've, probably looked at more stuff that I've looked at it in that and the possibility of anything being in that I mean you know they still haven't isolated it they still it's 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 a fake disease I mean Dr. Kaufman is was all over it he's like you know you can't prove something that doesn't exist so uh, you know in the PCR we know the, the dude died you know three months before it came out we know we all know that that's a, a, a fake test the the new te- the antigen tests I mean they they come pre done it's it's ridiculous but you know whatever stupid people gonna what, what, do play stupid games get stupid prizes well, so, hey, are, are you going you know, to be are you going to be uh, going to volunteer for the international the international uh, uh, core of of journalist journalist warriors in Ukraine you're gonna go fight in Ukraine with the rest of, with uh, Malcolm Nance. Yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I've always wanted to fight in a banker's war, you know, but, you know, now it's like coming down the tiers, you know. Now it's like Biden's war and Biden's family, you know. It used to be you just had to fight for the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. Now, you know, you got to fight for the Bidens. I mean, it's like, and if you don't, um, you know, you're a fucking terrorist. So, you know, whatever, six of one, half a dozen of another. Well, I, uh, I, I have to say short this. answer no. Short, short. Here's my short answer to you, though, about about is this real life? I do believe it is, I, and maybe that might be an unfortunate thing from time to time, just to see what we're up against constantly and how uh, how perception is being twisted, and maybe it, it makes it hard for some people to actually um, actualize what our role in 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 experiencing and and really living out a a, a truly naturally beautiful human life is but i do believe it is real life i just i I just think that there's a lot there's a lot of uh there's a lot of veils that we have to pierce through you know who gave a great answer for that is if you ever watched i'm not sure which one it was it was the devil's rejects or house of a thousand corpuses but otis otis the 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 guy in there he's like you know the, the the girl in the in the movie. I don't know the scene exactly, but she was like, "This can't be real." And he looked at her, and he was like, "It's as real as I want it to be." There you go. Well, there you go, Albert. I'm glad I got to end the show with you tonight. I have to uh, hightail it in the other room, and I hope you got all of your main points in, though. 
I didn't really have a main point. I just want to call and talk to you. you, you you've been off, you know, what is it, this? You're taking days off and stuff? I mean, just because you're sick? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Let, let me tell you something. Don't think that I wasn't, I didn't feel guilty about it after day three. Oh, I know you did. Wait, I know you did because I've been watching you for God knows how long, and I'm like... Man, he must be fucking sick. Yeah, <laughs> you know? because I have done this. Uh, I have done this show. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, I've done this show through, through sore throats and colds, and you know, in between. I know, I've been there. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm uh, in between muting the microphone to sneeze or blow my nose or whatever the hell it is. It, it, it sucks sometimes, but it has to get done. This, I wasn't moving, but I'm glad I'm back. Right. I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad you're still watching, Albert. Thanks for the call. Glad to have you back. Enjoy uh, your evening, sir. Take Bye-bye. take care. Yeah, I know. After a while, there, I'm just like, oh god, okay. Well, I I I better get. I have to get well. I have to get well. People are people are probably wondering whatever, and 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 then of course that is that is um those thoughts become a little bit more. My worries become allayed when I go into the inbox every once in a while when I had the strength to sit up. And people are like, hey, we hope you're doing well. Don't rush back. And I'm like, oh, thank God for you people. Seriously. Seriously. Nobody put any undue pressure on me to come back. Which, of course, made me just want to get back. Because I told Lauren, I said, what if they forget about me? She goes, oh, stop it. I know. I said, I know. I'm just, I'm just fooling around. I, I, I actually wanted to get back to the show as quickly as possible. So I didn't out, over, you know, out, outlast my welcome at home. That was a big thing. Wanted to make sure that we can get back to normal there. But uh, I am appreciative of you all. Thank you again, and I will see you tomorrow. Let me get into the Super Chats real quick. Make sure I didn't forget anything. Watch out for Dark MAGA. Like this wherever you find it, whether it be on Rumble or Theta or I mean Twitch, wherever the hell it is. Like and share the show with anybody that you know. Thank you, everybody, on Rockfin for watching. Thank you, everybody, on QuiteFrankly.tv. Uh, Julie, uh, Judy the Lady Pug says, you do look better. I'd hope so. I feel better. Though I did a little bit of a workout this morning. You know, me and Rob uh, got together at the park. It was cold and windy. Once I got there, I was like, you know what? I should have taken another day off. Uh, but we only did very, you know, minimal stuff. Just because I'm just feeling it out. I'll probably still be this way on Thursday. But um, but anywho, Thursday's going to be a great night. Tomorrow's going to be a great night. I'll look for you there. 7 o'clock, we have a great guest coming on. And uh, email me if you have any ideas that you'd like for me to bring up with our guest, Adam Krigler. Okay? Good night, everybody. I will talk to you soon. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience. And now, our super chatters. First, I'm going to release the scratching over there on Foxhole. Thank you so much to Todd Fife and Todd Fife, who just blessed me on on Rockfin and Patriot Angie for Liberty. I'll see you guys tomorrow. You best believe it. Also, onto the tip of stream. Thank you, Dark Maga Peppy, Doc Keck, Captain Cast Iron. Magical Trevor, Jesse James, and tomorrow's another day. Good night, everybody.